the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you resist the devil, he will flee from you. doesn't say if you resist the devil, he, he may flee from you. If it's a good day. It says if you resist the devil, you stand against him, he will flee from you. It's a promise from God. And then the next verse in James chapter 4 says, And if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Right? So we resist the devil. Just stand against him. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Did you know that greater is he who is in you than he who is in this world? Today, you learn from Pastor Dan's message to stand firm in the Lord. If you've been experiencing a lot of spiritual oppression and darkness, stand firm in the Lord. The Bible says to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Pastor Dan explains that the fleet of the enemy is a promise from God, that when you draw near to the Lord, He will draw near to you. When you stand firm in the Lord, the enemy has to flee. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Daniel chapter 6 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. I want you to note that since Daniel was a young man, since he was a teenager, he prayed three times a day. And, and I want to I encourage all of you, but I especially want to encourage the younger people that are here, the, the middle schoolers, the high schoolers. Uh, if that's you, begin a daily habit of reading your Bible and praying every day. Make it a habit that you do every single day. Begin it now when you're in middle school, elementary school, high school. Begin that practice now. Daily reading the Bible. Daily praying if you're not already. If you're a teenager, listen. If you're a teenager and you begin the daily habit of reading the Bible and praying. And if you read through the Bible once a year. You're going you're to read through the Bible 70 or 80 times. In your lifetime. Isn't that amazing? If you're a teenager. And you begin reading through the Bible daily. And you read through the Bible once a year. Listen. You're going to read through the Bible like 10 times. Before you get married. And have kids. I I can think of nothing better that will equip you. For adult life and for marriage and children. Than reading the Bible 10 times. Before you get married. Listen, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to renew your mind. It's going to transform you as a, as a person. It's going conform, to conform you. God is going to use the word of God. He's going to use that time of prayer to make you more like Jesus. And if you're here and you're not a teenager. 
It's okay. Whatever time you have left, read the Bible. You know, there's a, there's a great, um, there's a great book about Hudson Taylor, who was a missionary to China uh, in the 1800s. It's written by two of his children. And in the introduction, one of his children recounts Hudson Taylor, their father, on his 70th birthday in the morning, coming into the room and laying down his Bible, saying, I just completed reading through the Bible for the 40th time in 40 years. So if you've got 10 years left, 20 years left, 30 years left, read the Bible. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. So verse 11. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any God or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. And then the king answered and said, well, the thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter. They were proud of this fact, that they had laws that could not be changed. Right? And so, they say, remember what you said? If anybody prays to someone else, they've got to be cast into the den of lions. Now, you, you may be thinking, well, why a den of lions? Or where are they even going to find a den of lions? Well, The kings at that time, they actually kept lions in captivity for sport. They would hunt lions. But they would have these lions in captivity and they would release them into a field and they would have their military troops there on chariots to kind of uh, corral the lion into a position where the king could kill the lion with a spear and appeared to be very brave before all of his people. So they kept lions uh, in cages for, for kings. I have a couple pictures for you that come from, this is about 100 years before the time of Daniel. And if you look closely, there's a little man up there in the top, and like that little house thing, he's opening the gate to release the lion out of the cage. So this is a lion hunt here, right? Now you can show the next picture. This is one of the kings of Assyria. Killing a lion out of the back of the chariot. But again, it's all like this setup thing where it's all positioned for him. So it's an easy kill. But this is a way that the king would show his great bravery. You know, with his army nearby corralling this thing around, this lion for him. You know, getting it in position where he's got an easy kill shot on this lion. But this is what they would do to demonstrate their their bravery before the people. Right? Daniel's going to be tossed into the pen. With the lions. So verse 13. So they answered and said before the king. Well that Daniel. Who is one of the captives from Judah. Does not show due regard for you O king. Or for the decree that you have signed. But makes his petition. Three times a day. And the king. Now look what happens. When he heard these words. He was greatly displeased with himself. And he set his heart on Daniel. To deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. It says the king was displeased with himself because he realized he's been duped into writing this law. And he can't change it now. And so the king set his heart to deliver Daniel. This is a, this is a pagan king. And he's, he's working to try to deliver Daniel. 
And it says he labored until the going down of the sun to deliver him. Again, according to the Medo-Persian law, uh, punishment was executed the same day that an accusation was established. So, so Daniel has to be put to death that day. And so he, he's working till sunset. You know, he's got till, you know, it's like you got till midnight tonight to come up with a way to get him out of this thing. Otherwise, he's got to be put to death. The king has until sundown. Time runs out. So verse 15, look what it says. Then these men approached the king. It's at sundown now, the day's ending, and said to the king, No, O king, that is, it is the law of the Medes and Persians that no decree or statue which the king establishes may be changed. There's, you, there's nothing you can do. You can't change it. So the king gave the command. And they brought Daniel and they cast him into the den of lions or the pit of lions. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. It's a pagan king. It's a non-believer. And what does he say about Daniel? You serve your God continually. He knows that about Daniel. Again, would people say that about us? That we serve Jesus Christ continually. That person's always about Jesus. Remember years ago going to a, a funeral for a, a pastor that was a good friend of mine. And he was in his late 50s uh, when, he, when he died. And um, I remember somebody from his childhood stood up and spoke at the funeral and said, uh, you know, Bob became a Christian uh, in his early 20s. And, he, and this guy was a non-believer and said, when Bob became a Christian, he never looked back for the rest of his life. Man, what a testimony. And for this testimony of Daniel, you serve your God continually. Like all the time. Not just on Sundays. Like all the time. You serve Him continually. And so he says, your God whom you serve continually, He will deliver you. Again, what a testimony. And, and here is this, this pagan king who's got faith in the God of Daniel because of Daniel's testimony. Right? I've, I've seen how you serve your God. You, you believe your God. So I, I believe your God because of your faith in your God. Right? So then, notice what it says. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den... And the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of his lords that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. And this sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? They put him in this pit and then they roll a stone in front of it and they seal it closed. Right. Daniel's a picture of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have life, but these are they that testify of me. All the scriptures testify of Jesus. Jesus comes in the volume of the book. And here you have Daniel. He, he's put in a pit like a tomb. He's, he's in there with lions. The pit is sealed. Stones brought, laid over the mouth of the den. It's the king seals it. Verse 18. Now the king went to his palace and he spent the night fasting. And no musicians were brought before him. Also his sleep went from him. The king's tossing and turning. He's fasting. He can't sleep. He's so worried about Daniel. And then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. He goes to the, the den early in the morning. See what happened? Verse 20, And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamenting voice to Daniel, 
The king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. Wow. They, They put him in a pit. They roll a stone over the opening of the pit. They seal it shut. The king comes back early in the morning the next day, expecting to find Daniel dead. And he's alive. Sounds like the resurrection, doesn't it? And he's, he's in the pit with lions, right? Psalm 22, which is a messianic psalm that describes the suffering of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, on the cross. Psalm 22, verse 21 says, Save me from the lion's mouth. Jesus is on the cross. Save me from the lion's mouth. God delivered Daniel out of the mouth of the lions. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. He explains in verse 22, My God sent His angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before God and also, O King, I have done no wrong before you. I haven't done anything against you. So now the king was exceedingly glad for him. And commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den. They usually would have an opening on the top of the the pit. And so he's lifted up out of the den, out of the pit. So Daniel was taken up out of the den. And no injury whatever was found on him. Because he believed in his God. God delivered him. And the king, verse 24, gave the command... Remember, you can't change the command once it's given. It's the law of the land. And they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, which that was also a law of the Medo-Persians. If you broke a law, your whole family was punished. Not just you. So they're thrown into the den of lions with their children, with their wives. And look what it says. And the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. Before they even hit the ground, these lions pounced on them. And what does that tell us? It tells us those lions were hungry. And it tells us that those lions had an appetite for human flesh. Right? But they didn't eat Daniel. I point that out to you because sometimes in in liberal commentaries, you know, liberal commentators deny the miraculous in the Bible. So they have to explain it away somehow. One of these liberal explanations you'll come across sometimes is that the lions just weren't hungry or that the lions didn't like eating human flesh. They weren't accustomed to eating humans. 
Tell that to all these families that were thrown in there. I think they would disagree with you on that, liberal scholar. They didn't even hit the ground where the lions pounced on them. (laughs) So this shows us that it was truly a miracle of God that Daniel was not consumed by the lions. God supernaturally protected Daniel. As he said, he sent his angel that shut the mouth of the lions and kept him from being devoured by the lions. I think it's important to note here that God did not keep Daniel out of the lion's den, but he kept him from being devoured by the lions in the lion's den. He was still cast into the lion's den. You know, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We have an adversary, devil, and he's described as a roaring lion who is seeking people to devour, lives to devour. And so we're to be sober, clear-minded, we're to be vigilant, we're to be watchful, to not let our guard down because our adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Now James chapter 4 verse 7 tells us, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. doesn't say if you resist the devil, he, he may flee from you. If it's a good day, it says if you resist the devil, you stand against him, he will flee from you. It's a promise from God. And then the next verse in James chapter 4 says, and if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Right? So we resist the devil. We just stand against him. And greater is he that is in you than in he that is in the world. We draw near to God and God draws near to us. Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3 says that God will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Daniel was kept in perfect peace as he's in the lion's den because his mind was stayed on God. And God protected him and God delivered him. So now King Darius issues a a new decree in verse 25. A new executive order comes from the king. King Darius wrote, then King Darius wrote, to all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on the earth who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. What a decree from the king. Boy, how'd you love to see... Well, never mind. I won't say it. (laughs) So Daniel trusted in God, and Daniel trusted that God would protect him and deliver him, and God was faithful to Daniel. And God's faithfulness to Daniel was a testimony to the entire empire. You know, God, God will do what brings him the greatest glory and what magnifies his name the most. And, and sometimes that's delivering someone out of something. Sometimes that's healing someone. Sometimes what is going to magnify his name the most is not delivering the person. 
or not healing the person. I remember uh, years ago, I attended a pastor's conference, and uh, one of the speakers was a guy named uh, Frank Drown, which you may not have heard of. Frank Drown and his wife uh, became missionaries in Ecuador to a, a native tribe that lived in the jungles of Ecuador back in the early 1950s. Uh, with a guy named Jim Elliott and Elizabeth Elliott, who you may have heard of, you probably have heard of. Uh, So Frank Drown was part of that mission team that was trying to reach this native tribe living in the jungles of, of Ecuador, and five of their members were slaughtered by these native people there. Frank Drown was actually the one that went in to find uh, the bodies and recover the bodies. Uh, And so Frank spoke at this conference and, uh, you know, he was, I think, probably in his 90s at the time. And he, one of the things he said is, is after that happened, here they were, they're just trying to share the gospel with these people who have never heard the gospel, never heard the name of Jesus Christ before. They're just trying to establish a relationship with them so that they can share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then these five missionaries get killed and, and Frank said, I, I, when it happened, I, I asked God, why, why would you allow this to happen? And then Frank Drown went on to explain that because those five died, that it went all the way to the President of the United States, Dwight Eisenhower. And that the story went around the world. Where, where here we are all these years later, and probably most of you have heard of Jim Elliott and Elizabeth Elliott. And so that's, that's an example of when not delivering the people, brought greater glory to God and magnified God's name even more because they died. And so sometimes God delivers, sometimes God doesn't, but he's going to do what brings the greatest glory to him, the greatest magnification to his name. In this case, he delivered. And so now the king issues this decree. And and again, look at what he says about the God of Daniel. And I I doubt that Darius the king could quote you a single verse from the Bible. But he could tell you about the God of the Bible from watching Daniel's faith in God. And so Darius knew that Daniel's God was real, that he was living and he was powerful and that he was was the God who would reign forever and that he was the God who could rescue and deliver people and he was the God who worked miracles. And all from watching Daniel's life, not from reading the Bible, just from watching Daniel's life and seeing Daniel's faith in his God and seeing how God worked in Daniel's life. This, this is what he knew about the God of, of Daniel. Be faithful. Be faithful to God. Be faithful to God and God will use your life as a testimony to people. And they may never read the Bible, but they're going to read you. They're going to read me. And they're going to form opinions about Jesus Christ based on, on what we say and how we act and our walk of faith and our life in the Spirit and how much we trust Him and how much we believe Him and how much we believe His promises. So be faithful to God and God will use your life as a testimony to others. And so this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. He asked me how I know 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Daniel. Regardless of the various leaders that Daniel finds himself under, it's obvious through Daniel's accounts that God is higher and greater than any earthly king. He alone holds the dominion and power that others so often strive to attain. Daniel never lost sight of this, and it was only confirmed time and time again as God came through in unlikely situations. If today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with the local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. If you're ever in the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week, we gather together for a time of worship and Bible study, and we'd love to meet you. Visit our website at calvaryec.com to find directions and service times. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Daniel next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.